Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to the Words, Women, and Wisdom radio show. Welcome to a special Words, Women, and Wisdom radio show. I am your host, um, Yvonne E.L. Silver. I'm the founder for Women and Wisdom Media, also the uh, Words, Women, and Wisdom radio show, and the best-selling book, Words, Women, and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. And I'm here today streaming from uh, BBS Radio in California, syndicating with over 100 stations globally for this special edition, celebrating the life of service, long, long service, 70 years on the throne for our monarch, Queen Elizabeth II, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. And I wanted to personally host this show today as I was born in England myself, London, England. I grew up surrounded by the pomp and pageantry that very often those who are living outside Britain don't always understand. And yet it's such a smooth orchestra when these events unfold. Clearly, at the age of 96, Queen Elizabeth, it's not a surprise that she has now moved on to um, a better a better and a different place. And yet it's still a shock a shock for the nation, and the nation is now in the midst of 10 days of mourning. Whether you are a fan of the royal family, whether you believe in the democracy that comes with being a Commonwealth country or not, I think that we can all take a moment to honour Queen Elizabeth for her service, her dutiful service that she had shared with all of us starting with her coronation. So let's just take a few moments. We won't go a full minute, but we'll just go for a few moments to honor silently her life of dedication. Thank you for everybody for staying with me. If you're just starting in late to the show and you heard a blank moment, that was me respecting and honoring the life of Queen Elizabeth II with a moment of silence. Grab your pens and paper, ladies, because today you will want to make some notes in particular. I always like to encourage my show guests to be sharing insights, tips, things that you can take away when you are on your own journey, as I'm sure many of you will be or have been, of rising from tragedy to triumph, to take notes of what are some of the things that helped in those darkest moments to pull us up, to rise again, to be in service. Many of us have mission-inspired businesses. This is the type of leader that I tend to naturally attract. Women entrepreneurs who serve, who have a unique business model, very often it is a conscious business model, and it is serving a huge amount of people, making a big difference, making a big ripple, making a big impact, which is exactly what Queen Elizabeth did during her reign. So your pen and paper, grab that now. You want to jot this number down because this is a live dial-in show. This is an opportunity. If you have comments, thoughts, questions, something that you want to share during the show, you have an opportunity to do that. So here's the number to dial, 1-888-627-6008. 
Again, the live dial-in number, if you want to participate today in the show to show your respects, to have a contribution, to make a comment or a statement regarding the life and times of Queen Elizabeth, the power, the authority, the credibility that she honored us with as a role model for women, women leaders, the ultimate woman leader. The number again is one 627 6008. Again, I'm your show host, Yvonne L. Silver. If you're just dialing in for the first time, this show is about typically interviewing guests. And today I am your special guest. And today um, we are still looking at that concept arising from tragedy to triumph and doing amazing things in the world, making a difference, making an impact. As an award recipient from 2018 for the Women of Influence, and so women of inspiration um, receiving that award for the mentorship work that I was doing at the time with uh, many organizations and building out mentorship programs. I think it's especially important for women that we see others in those more expansive, influential roles. So we know what's possible because otherwise it can be hard to imagine ourselves stepping into that level of authority and dignity and power. So what is leadership? What is leadership anyway? Now, I've worked in four countries. Um, I've interviewed and hired about 6,000 people in my HR career prior to becoming a certified executive coach. And I've listened to a lot of leaders who have created bottlenecks for themselves by not delegating, not empowering their team. I've also talked with many leaders where they haven't added the right person onto their team and now it's not a great fit. I think the important things in leadership are really echoed in Queen Elizabeth's reign. Some of those things I shared a LinkedIn post about recently, looking at her consistency, her strength. Now, there was a, a report issued a little while ago by the Center for Creative Leadership, and it was created by three PhD women. And the report looked at what is it that we need to do as female leaders in particular to build trust, especially with other women. How do we do that in a leadership role? And whether you are a titled monarch, whether you are built, born in society in England and you have a title handed down to you generationally, or whether you have worked your way up in your own life and uh, or in your own organization and now have that title, it's about keeping that title. It's about building trust with your community, with your following, with your, in her case, with her, her subjects. So how do we do that? One of the three things that came out of that report with the Center for Creative Leadership Research was three C's. It's about consistency. And Queen Elizabeth was such a great role model in that regard. She was solid. She showed that solidarity. She showed that consistency. She showed that reliability. And she showed the strength and the, the solidarity that the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth is built upon. Unwavering, standing strong. When she took a, a hard line with Prince Andrew recently on him being no longer part of the senior royal family because of the uprising around the reports and the newspaper impact 
and whether or not he had uh, conducted himself inappropriately or not, she took a stand for the monarchy to say, no, you have to step back as being a working royal because you are, in essence, being disgraced just by this topic being raised. So consistency is absolutely key. Competence, another letter C, competence in the role, being able to guide parliament, being able to make smart decisions, being able to ask powerful questions to help the, the, the person in her meeting be able to make a smart choice for themselves, understanding her thoughts just simply through one powerful question. To be able to leverage the, the team that she has because she showed competence herself and she showed how to, how to bring dignity, how to bring consistency, how to bring the monarchy to life and celebrate those, those ceremonies that the people in Britain, especially right now, are treasuring through, through this 10 days of mourning celebrating the life and times, looking back over her life and some of the accomplishments, some of the deep relationships that she built around the globe and how she did that with humor, with, with dignity, with grace. So competence is an absolute key, number two. And if you're not competent, if you're in your, your J-O-B, your work, working professional dialing in and listening to this special broadcast today, if you're not competent and showing that you have the capacity to handle what's already on your plate, you probably won't be in line for a promotion because you need to demonstrate that competence first. I've got whatever's on my plate, my current role responsibility, I've got that handled easily. I am ready to take on more. So competency and consistency, two absolute key traits. The other, excuse me, the other trait the Queen demonstrates again in how she meets and greets people, how she meted, how she met and greeted people. I'm not used to this past tense yet. Caring is the third C in those those skills and traits that we need to honor and build on if we're going to create trust with others as we are in a female leadership role. Caring. So it's not necessarily always about a smile, although that's a starting place of shaking someone's hand, taking the time to engage with them, whether it's just for a few moments on a royal tour, whether it was like Princess Diana stepping into new territory by hugging someone who had AIDS, whether it is by showing up in um, a field of landmines and taking a stand for removing things that can destroy lives is about truly caring for what your community is needing from you. And in a leadership role, how do we do that? Well, we can invite people to give feedback. We can ask our employees. We can do an engagement survey if we're in a corporate arena. We can ask our clients if we're operating our own small business. Uh, most of my clients are women entrepreneurs who are flourishing. They're ready for expansion and growth to, to add to their team, to expand and step up their role from a solopreneur to a CEO. And having the opportunity to show that you care is about demonstrating. It's about 
showing you care because you heard what they said and now you've taken action on it. So when I was working in senior HR roles, very often we would get involved in con uh, consulting contracts to uh, do employee engagement surveys. And I always said to the leadership, before we start this initiative, are you really ready to make change? If something is identified that comes out of the survey when we've opened Pandora's box, are you ready to make change? Because if you're not, you're wasting your time doing that survey. We need as leaders to demonstrate that we care, that we care deeply because we're taking action on the suggestions coming in. In the case of the employee satisfaction or engagement survey, if you don't take action, why would the employees, why would the team want to give you more feedback the next time around if you haven't demonstrated and made that complete link, that conversation link and circle back to their suggestion? You suggested we do this. We've taken this action. As a result, here's what's moved the needle. Because of what you suggested, we've now implemented this. And it's not just a pilot project. It's now becoming a regular part of our processes. Thank you for putting forward that idea that led us to this. The impact has been this. Then they know their ideas were heard and validated. And it's worth bringing forward new suggestions. Now, if you're listening to this live, this broadcast today, you can dial in if you have comments, questions, things to add on this topic of female leadership in particular, with the emphasis on the reign of Queen Elizabeth II. The dial-in number is 1-888-627-6008. So we've covered three things so far that are key to building trust as a leader, competence, consistency and caring. Thank you to the Center for Creative Leadership for doing that study. Really important work. Now, I've learned over the years, both working in my own business, working as an executive coach, working in the fields of emotional intelligence, working in, in, in communications. That's my passion. That's the topic of my best-selling book, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. I've learned that one or two words difference can make such a huge impact. So I've included in my book 40 different words and word concepts to help women be more powerful, to step up their power, to ask for what they want and get it in a dignified way. It's not about pushing. It's not about objections. It's not about creating resistance where there was none. It's about creating the energy, the vibrational energy of acceptance. And sometimes it's using the power of reciprocity, which is a concept shared in my book. So if you're going into a meeting, ladies, and you are asking for something, have something that you're willing to give first. Offer that first. It's almost like in the simplest terms, having a conversation, you meet someone you haven't seen for a while. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? The energy of reciprocity is a natural flow. It would seem strange to just have someone say, oh, I'm doing great, and not ask you back, how are you doing? So create that circle of reciprocity with anyone that you want to have more than one meeting with by taking a gift from the beginning, taking a gift that is valuable, something that is timely and relevant, that they're gonna tap into. Now, most of my clients right now, if I think about what's happened with COVID, 
most of the women entrepreneurs I know are reshaping their business, in particular, the marketing and the sales piece of their business. How do I attract clients in a new way that aligns with what people are wanting? Busy people, what are they asking for? Well, video is a topic that came up with one client today. More video is being tapped into than the written word. So how do we leverage that in our business? Well, YouTube is certainly one place to be doing more video. So here's my gift I'm gonna share with you today. One uh, excellent communications tool that I ran across about two years ago now, and I've been using consistently daily in my business, is understanding how to gain buy-in for ideas by using the concept of personality science using four distinct sets of values. And I actually have them all on. This is if those of you who are watching the replay and you're watching the video, these are actually laid out by the host company of this tool on four little cards. So those four cards have 12 values on each one. They're all different colors and the colors denote the personality type. When we understand how other people want information delivered, if they are very traditional, then they're going to want to understand the process, the steps involved, minimize the risk. Don't give me something that I can't budget for. I can't understand what the return on my investment is going to be. If they are more oriented towards knowledge, they want the data, the facts, the science behind it. It doesn't matter what I say. Prove it. Prove it, prove it, prove it. Show me the intelligence behind it which is one reason I love this personality science because it sits on an artificial intelligence platform. And then there's a primary personality like me of a nurturer. Nurturers are all about personal growth and transformation. We want to make an impact. We want to make a difference on community. We have a heart with service, a servant leader and charity focus. It's all about significance, making an impact, making a difference and building strong relationships. And then the fourth personality, and I have a lot more on this concept. I'm happy to share more on it. The fourth one is about values associated with an action-oriented person. They want to have fun all the time. They are spontaneous. They are wild and crazy. They're very often at the front of the room. As a speaker, I also have to step into my action-oriented energy when I am on stage, as I'm going to be again soon. Um, and also in between with all of the virtual speaking and podcast interviews I'm doing as well. But it's about spontaneity. It's about results. It's about money, winning, fun and image. So four different personality types. And when we understand how each person adapts and engages in conversation, when we're speaking their language, it's almost like I speak English, you speak French. We're, we're not going to connect. But if we're both speaking English you're going to hear my message. You can make a clear decision on your level of buy-in. And the same concept works extremely well in team leading, in a leadership capacity. We all have imperatives this fall. We all want to improve results. It's Q4. It's the last quarter opportunity to make those numbers, if that's your focus, and to, to attract new clients so that we can have a kickstart, a fresh uh, energy rejuvenation for the new year. So how do we attract and work with more clients? Well, if we're having more conversations that land, so we can have two or three conversations and make a decision. Yeah, we're going to work together. 
versus a drawn out 10 conversation cycle, as entrepreneurs, we save our time. It's a concept called sales velocity that I work with through Codebreaker on this topic. So we want to have connected conversations, respectful conversations, caring conversations. And I think that Queen Elizabeth was a really good example of having those caring, connected conversations, connecting with, not just with Parliament, with her family to help them understand how the monarchy needed to shift and will continue to need to shift and evolve with the needs of the people, with the younger generations. So being a leader who is in tune with what your team needs, being a business owner in tune with what your clients need is absolutely critical in today's economy. It's one of the reasons clients come to work with me. Um, typically, it's a conversation, you know, how can I flourish in my business? Sales mastery, elevating so they have unshakable confidence. And very often, they've already taxed themselves. They're already capped out and starting to run out of steam. And they need to start shifting from a solopreneur to a CEO. Now, I'm actually having a masterclass tomorrow at 9.30 on Wednesday, on 9.30 Mountain Time. So that's coming up tomorrow on the 14th, if you're listening to the replay of September, 9.30 in the morning Mountain Time. You can find out more about it, what you will take away. It's on my website, YvonneSilva.com, under the events tab. And please join me for that. If you are a solopreneur woman, you're buried in the weeds in your business, you know that you could have such a different lifestyle. Take a vacation if you just had a team that could look after some of these detailed items for you. You want to join tomorrow at 9.30 Mountain Time. It's just an hour masterclass. It's an hour, though, that could change your life, could change your thinking about instead of doing all the work yourself, doing the work through others. So you become the conductor of the orchestra rather than the person playing the trumpet, running over to play the piano, running over to play the violin. Yes, it's about elevating to a CEO mindset. So we're going to cover what it is, what that looks like, what do you need to stop doing more of, and then also diving extensively into this topic of using personality science to hire your great team. What are the steps? I have 12 steps in my power hire process that are designed to help lead through. How do you identify what your needs are? How do you identify the person who's going to be the best fit for you based on past experiences and behaviors? Drawing on the values match, but building on that through behavior descriptive interview questioning. For example, it's a whole 12 step process, not for sharing today. Um, I want to focus today on this whole topic of leadership, leadership with the example of Queen Elizabeth II, her rule, her reign of 70 years dedicated towards the service of others, dedicated towards building collaborative partnerships, collaborative relationships, bringing the countries in the Commonwealth together to work on common goals, to take a stand for common practices that will move humanity forwards. And doing that with dignity and with grace, and don't forget the humor, because as leaders, we can take ourselves so seriously. We're, we're working towards those, those massive results, 
we've got to remember to have fun at the same time. So here's another question for your notepad. In addition to that dial-in number, is what brings you joy? Had a conversation with a colleague just recently about that. And it's in my, um, it's in one of my other programs as well. Just one simple question. What brings you the most joy? And if we're not, if we're focusing on that every day, I think that it enriches not just our well-being and how we show up embodied and in alignment in our energy, but that energy exudes from us. It resonates from us. So we're going to take a short break. I want to encourage you to stay with me, come back, um, actually stay on and listen, <laughs> because I'm actually going to share a little bit about, people keep asking me about my book, it was a bestseller overnight in 2018, November 1st, 2018, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations, which shares more about these concepts I'm sharing with you today. It's 44 different words to help women ask for what they want and get it. And the reason I wrote this book, it talks a little bit about it in the video that we're going to run in just a moment. So you can hear that if you're dialing in uh, on the radio. You can also watch it afterwards on the replay. But it talks about why I wrote the book, growing up in London, England, having a father who came back from World War II, got a bullet in Dunkirk, and had PTSD. He was mean. And in the video, it shares what happened next. So we're going to run the video. It's just a short clip. And then we'll come right back afterwards. And we're going to be looking further into this topic of leading and role modeling with dignity, with grace, with consistency, with excellence, with elegance, and honoring the life of Queen Elizabeth II. Here's the video clip about the book, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art. Of confident conversations. Ladies, a new book is on the horizon. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. This new book is for women ready to rediscover their inner confidence, take a stand for themselves in life and business by using more powerful language. Words are so powerful and have already changed history. On October 5th, the New York Times published a story detailing decades of allegations of sexual harassment against film producer Harvey Weinstein. And numerous women in the entertainment industry found the courage to go public, banding together with a powerful voice that change is long overdue. Even Oprah Winfrey, television network icon, gave a rousing speech at the Golden Globe Awards in January. The media has showcased the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. The Me Too movement is flourishing and all signaling it's time for women's equality and change. I believe it's time to give women the verbal agility to create more confident conversations. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is the book which provides practical approaches for women to ask for what we really want and receive our request. Hello, I'm Yvonne Silver, Certified Executive Coach and Senior HR Professional, seasoned in business. 
I teach women to flourish in business by using more confident language to help empower and engage others. This book is the result of over 35 years of my career, professional career, working in four different countries. I've interviewed over 6,000 people in my career for job interviews, executive coaching, for sales and consulting conversations. And I've listened to hundreds of women in particular who are looking for a better way to collaborate. They're looking to be uh, asking for what they really want and heard and validated, especially in business. And women often earn less than men for doing exactly the same job. It's 2018. It's time for change. The modern art of confident conversations explores words we use at home, at work. Words that trip us up, elevate us and encourage us. And when no words are even required. It is about how to leverage the power of words in a positive, in a collaborative and impactful way. Now I work with women entrepreneurs and leaders who are empowering other women and leading through mentorship programs and my coaching, public speaking, interviews and writing. I'm passionate about women's equality. Why? I grew up in England in a house with a flow of negative comments from my father which destroyed my mum's dignity until she became an empty shell of the vibrant woman she'd once been, belittled by constant criticism and questioning of her abilities. Through my own life journey and supporting hundreds of female clients, I've discovered critical words to ask to get what we really want collaboratively. I know there are critical links between our language, our behavior, our mindset and our success in life. Words from a song can replay in our head for hours and poetry can bring a lump in our throats. I've combined my insights with interviews from influential women, sharing their pearls of wisdom, supplemented with research and reference studies from established scholars. Women are rising up. It's time for women to be heard. Let's use more powerful, positive language and join the rising tide of change. This book is for you, a woman looking to the future ready to embrace significant positive changes in your life by using more confident language. Eliminate those words that drain your power, add words that energize and invigorate and shift from ordinary to extraordinary. Just one word can change your life. I believe every woman needs their own copy of this powerful book. It's time for action and time for change. Order and reserve your own copy of Words, Women and Wisdom today. Welcome back, everybody, from the break. I'm Yvonne L. Silver. I'm your host for the Words, Women and Wisdom radio show. This special edition honoring the life of Queen Elizabeth II her commitment and dedication to leadership as the monarch for the Commonwealth, looking at what is leadership anyways. So we looked at three core things that came out of the Center for Creative Leadership study and how you as a female entrepreneur, female professional, can add an element to build trust with your group, your tribe, your team, the people you are building around you, your community. 
and it's about consistency, competence, and caring. If you missed it, replay. The hashtag replay will be out in another day or so, and you can re-listen to what I shared earlier about those concepts. So Queen Elizabeth was a consistent, consistent monarch for the last 70 years, also bringing humor to the role of leadership. I don't know if anyone did see um, that skit with Paddington Bear. Growing up in London, England as a young child, I loved Paddington Bear and his marmalade sandwiches. <laughs> that skit is worth watching if you haven't seen it, as is the skit where she is flying in on a parachute to the opening ceremony for the Olympic Games that were held in London a few years ago with James Bond. <laughs> it's it's exciting to watch how you can bring humor to a very rock solid role that sometimes is so surrounded in pomp and ceremony. It's hard to imagine the humor in that. So she brings with her her dignity and her grace. Her style is one thing that stands out for me as a a person with um stage presence when I'm on stage, when I'm speaking, whether it's virtual summits, live events, on my radio show, my own virtual summits, etc. I know that the impact that our first impressions can have can make or break a relationship. Her presence, she purposefully chose, as she wasn't a very tall lady, but she purposely chose to wear bright colors so that no matter where she was in the crowd, people would be able to see her easily. Now her style, if you are a young professional and you're wanting a more senior, more responsible role, if you are a business owner and you're wanting to go after some bigger, more substantial projects or contracts in your business and you're having meetings that are really pulling you forwards, I encourage you to step right away into a new level of image, a new level of dress. If you look at the Queen's style, very often she was in plain colors. The patterns in her dress were underneath um, a coat, a dress coat, and her style was to have a matching hat. So it was a very, um, very neat, very tidy image. And that's what I always encourage. When I'm interviewing, I mean, I interviewed and hired 6,000 people in my career. One of the things I always looked at is, is this person showing up for the interview in the very best version of themselves? Have they carefully thought about what their wardrobe choice is that they're showing up for this meeting with? Now, I know it's very traditional to show up with a navy suit and a white shirt, which is very much a style that is endorsed by the men in our world. That high level of contrast exudes authority. But there's other ways as women that we can do it. There are so many different jacket styles, for example. Some have lapels, some are made of suede. You can wear um, something that is a little bit dressier and, and then put the formality of adding a jacket on top. But I always recommend wearing a third piece. I learned this from one of my image consultant colleagues many years ago, Leslie Davies. And wearing a third piece adds not only interest, but it also adds another layer of formality. 
a, a layer of authority. So if your jacket has a nice little mandarin collar, yes, it does have a collar. That's not quite as formal as a jacket that, like I'm wearing, that actually has lapels, right? So think about what's the impact that you want to have on people? What's the first impression that you want to create? And then make sure that you're dressing accordingly. If you're going for a job interview, you're meeting a new client for the very first time, what's the feeling that you want them to create in their first, literally, 30 seconds? Are you someone who exudes trustworthiness? Are you showing up where your heels on your shoes are all run down? Not showing that you give attention to detail. Obviously, you know, did you have a shower before you left comes into play. However, when I think about the style, it's about firm fabrics, right? We didn't see the queen very often wearing flimsy fabrics. It's about having some, some consistency, some strength, even in the fabric choices, so that things would hang well on her, so that they had been tailored to fit her tiny body. So those are some of the things that stand out. So if you want to give the impression to your new client or potential client that you pay attention to the details, wear something that has some details, some, some top stitching. Pick your your jewelry appropriately. The queen was well known because so many beautiful artists created jewelry, brooches for her, that she was well known for having one small statement piece shining brightly on her jacket, on her dress. And that, again, is careful consideration. If you're standing up and speaking, you probably don't want to have a set of bangles on because that's like having a pocket full of change for a man and with the hand going to the pocket all the time and jingling. It's distracting for the audience. So pick pieces that are either statement pieces or that clearly echo that you have a refined taste, whether that's in jewelry, whether that's in the accessories that you choose, etc. And the queen was obviously professionally dressed. She had her own um, personal style when it came to when it came to hats. Not only were they matching, but they were a certain size and shape so that they shielded her eyes from the sun, but they weren't likely to be falling off or wobbling. And her style in hats changed over the years. Now, this is not to be frivolous. This is not to downgrade the power of the work that the Queen did, Queen Elizabeth II. This is more about, as a woman leader, how can you stand out? How can your impact be felt even before you said a single word? Now, I have a whole chapter on that in my book, <laughs> when no words are required. So this is about how do you show up with that air of confidence and authority that very often is needed when you enter a room, if it's a boardroom, very often it will be a boardroom full of senior males. How do you stand out? How do you stand up? How do you make sure that your opinion is being heard? Sometimes it, the credibility starts when you look at what are you wearing to the meeting? Excuse me one second, I'm getting a dry throat. Maybe we can just pause for a moment.
you for your patience. So if you're dialing in, if you have comments on anything that I've shared so far, the dial-in number is one 627 6008 1-888-627-6008. The show airs at Mountain Time in Calgary, Canada, where I'm based, and realize that it's in the middle of the workday for some others. So if you are catching the end of this show on the replay, make sure that you start it from the beginning, because I've already given away several excellent tips on how you can show up in honor of Queen Elizabeth II for this special broadcast today, thinking about what it takes to build trust in leadership. I think it's such an important topic in today's full arena. As we dive into the the last quarter of the year, we want to make sure that we have a full focus on the business imperatives. If you're not in business, the strategic imperatives, the priorities, the things that you hold dear between now and the end of the year, we have that full natural calendar. We planted the seeds in spring, we've harvested, and now we're getting ready for a fabulous 2023. So in this context, it's about, as women, honoring what leadership is all about, honoring the fact that leaders come in all different sizes, shapes, uh, energy levels, etc. But here are some of the traits Women's competencies that I found some research on, and I shared this when I spoke at the Fearless Women's Conference. There was all about 500 women in the audience when we had live conferences, and we're coming back to that again now. And this was pivotal because it really showcased how women's confidence can be developed further. When you think about competencies, things we're good at naturally, there was a number actually 10 that had come out of a survey done by Zenga Folkman, and it was showcased in the Business Insider. And it looked at some of the women's competencies. So takes initiative. We don't just wait for other people to give us a task. We take initiative. That was something that we had 13.67% higher ranking in that study than our male counterparts. Displays high integrity and honesty almost 10% more, driving for results, almost 10% more, practices self-development. So we're very keen on building up our own skill set, expanding that further, and developing others. So developing others, we do that 8.14% more than our male counterparts do. So ladies, if you are already a successful business leader listening to this series today, Think about who you can bring along. Who could you mentor? Mentoring is such an undervalued, underutilized experience. If you've never had a mentor, I would recommend seeking one out. Somebody that you naturally are are called towards because you recognize their influence level, you like and appreciate and align with their values, you respect them and the work that they're doing. And you know that they have something to teach you. Now, there might be within your organization, someone that you see is in a position that at one point you want to hold. Or if you're a female entrepreneur, whether you're just starting out or whether you're expanding and growing, which is the community that mostly is in my world, it's women who are seeking to flourish that are attracted to work together with me. It's about looking for those common values and then being willing to take direction. 
because mentoring, the difference, I get asked this a lot, what's the difference between your coaching work and your mentoring? Well, coaching is really the only resource. I mean, there's lots of modalities for sharing knowledge. There's there's leading, there's training, there's managing, there's mentoring, there's there's coaching. Um, coaching is the only one that's forward facing, though. All of the other modalities either look at the past or look at the technical competence, whereas coaching is all about asking powerful questions that help the person step into greater possibility and greater potential. I'm holding the space by asking powerful questions that allow you to self-discover, whereas where I'm mentoring someone, um, they're asking me, well, how did you do it? Here's how I did this. Here's what I would suggest. Here's a resource. Here's a tool. Here's what I recommend. But it's a, a more directive way of personal growth and development. So as women, we naturally practice self-development at a higher rate and develop others, especially women, at a higher rate than men. We naturally care. We have that natural nurturing ability. And, and I'm saying men and women here. I'm not... Um, uh, I'm not forgetting that we have many different diverse factors, many different um, gender representations. So while I'm categorizing, I'm thinking in terms of male or female energy in particular. We inspire, we motivate others 7.35% more than those with male energy, building relationships, collaboration, championing change, and establishing stretch goals. And I think that the reason we do that naturally better is because we care about the long game. It's not just about a short-term quick hit, let's get extra money in the door, the shareholders want extra money this quarter. It's about thinking through what's the impact of this change? What's the impact of this special project, this, this update? And my friend, Laurie Shore, who is an indigenous healer, brought forward when I interviewed her on the radio show on National Indigenous Peoples Day not that long ago, the concept of seven generations, which is very prevalent in our indigenous nations, thinking not just about one quick fix, but thinking about the consequence to the land, to nature, of seven generations forward. Now, I think in in many organizations, larger organizations, more established organizations, thinking about seven generations may be a concept to employ. For many solopreneurs, entrepreneurs who are operating at a smaller level right now, thinking about the focus for this quarter, we can take some leadership lessons from Queen Elizabeth. We can think about the calmness that she created, the solidarity that she created, holding that role with dignity, with grace, with elegance, with ease, with wisdom. And this show is all about wisdom. So while I share a little bit in my book video clip about my own personal journey of rising from tragedy to triumph, the reason that I do the work I do and that I wrote that book, it is with purpose. It is with passion, which is why for every copy of that book that's purchased, hard copy from Amazon, I donate a copy back to a women's shelter foundation or not for profit usually in stacks of 10, not one for one. Um, and it's so rewarding to see the impact that that has, because this is wisdom in this book, 44 words and word concepts to help women ask for what they want and get it, that covers business, 
It covers self-talk. It covers words that we don't even realize that we're saying. And in the case of women, a lot of times it's, oh, I'm sorry. Ladies, stop apologizing. Let's step into, oops, <laughs> I'll do better on that next time. Apologize if needed. And in fact, we give away too much of our power very often by even asking for permission in the first place. So ladies, I am calling you forward to a new level of greatness, to step into your leadership, leading your own life first by doing, just take action. And if needed, ask for a, ask for forgiveness if needed afterwards. Because if we go through life asking for permission all the time, we dilute our power. We dilute our energy and creativity. Our inner wisdom will guide us. We know what we need to do. I found out that when I was writing the book, I was getting up at five o'clock every morning, listening by doing my own dialogue, my own inner work, listening to some um, hollow sync recordings, journaling, doing my gratitudes, having my quiet time for half an hour before I even started writing the book. And then the words just came like a download through me which 40 words and word concepts needed to be in the book, which concepts were already well known that I could tie into and echo, you know, the power of why, Simon Sinek, the golden circle, you know, concepts that were known by some, but tied in nicely to a story that I had or an interview that I had done with 13 influential and powerful women that was part of the content for the book. So it is about using our language carefully. If we don't show up, though, as the queen of our own life with that dignity, that decorum, that external first impression that says, listen, I have powerful wisdom to share. We won't even get our words out. People will not be listening. So I encourage you to pick up a copy of the book, whether that is on Amazon or if you're an audiobook fan, you can pick up a copy on Awe Sound, A-W-E-S-O-U-N-D. It's on audiobook now as well. And dive into that chapter when no words are required, because just by one simple shift in your wardrobe, just by using plain colors without pattern, for example, by elevating the choices that you make for your wardrobe to bring in heavier weight fabrics that are not feeling flimsy, you showcase this, this solidarity, this consistency just in the fabric choice that you make. Might seem small, makes a big impact. That's what I like to do. The work that I do with my female clients is all about shifting one or two things subtly that make a massive difference. Sometimes it's about the words that we use. Sometimes it is about our own self-talk. Would you talk to a friend like that? What you just said in your head this morning to yourself? Probably not. So clearing and cleaning up our self-talk is a priority. And then carefully picking your language. Before you go into a meeting, yes, have a little business card with you that says, What's the outcome that I really want to get from this meeting? What's the outcome that I'm focusing on for the end of this call? And then compare that with the person that you're meeting with. Just to refresh, I believe we have half an hour for this call. And what I'm hoping we can, we can 
get to for an outcome is this. What about for yourself? What were you hoping to take away from this meeting? And when you're clear up front, then you can work towards that common goal. It makes collaboration and collaborative conversations much easier to have. Now, I have a tool for this. So if you've uh, dutifully stayed on with me for the rest of this show, for the whole show, here's a gift. This is a free gift for you. You can receive the values assessment that I use in my work all the time, which is all about understanding what makes people buy or buy into an idea. It's called Cracking Your Personality Code. Actually, the acronym for these four sets of values I mentioned is B for blueprint, A for action, N for nurturer, and K, nurturing, and K for knowledge. So it actually spells out the acronym BANK. So you're going to get your bank code, your bank personality code, by completing this gift, accessing this gift. How to get it? Here we go. Get your pen ready. I want you to text me. Do it like right now. Text the word code, C-O-D-E, Charlie Orange Delta Echo, C-O-D-E, because you're going to crack your personality code. So text the word code to this number, four zero. Three six six eight nine two seven nine. Again, text the word code C O D E to four zero three six six eight nine two seven nine, and you'll receive a link, my own personal link, my gift to you. This is a a value of ninety seven dollars when you get your own customized report. Which, when you sort those cards, those four sets of values into the order which sounds most like you and least like you, makes it easier to position the other two in the middle. But you'll get your own bank code. Then you get a report, just pop in the email you want it to come to. You'll get your own report shared with you that showcases your preferred personality style, how best to communicate with you, and then also the other three primary codes as well. And it's really useful. Actually, I'm going to give you a double gift. If you want to share this with your spouse, your husband, your sweetie, um, your partner, feel free to share that same link. Again, text the word code to the phone number 403-668-9279. And then you can compare notes because you'll both get your own report back. Huh, interesting. My communication style is this. My communication style is this could be very similar, could be like opposites. And that's worth exploring because, you know, this tool, while it was originally developed to help with more sales, it's showcasing the value of clear communications and respectful, connected conversations because you understand the person that you're talking to more deeply and their values, how they really want to get information, what will make them buy into an idea or at least make a clear, informed decision. So that's my gift today. Today's show has been all about looking at the life of Queen Elizabeth II, honoring the 70 years of service on the throne as the monarch for the Commonwealth, looking at her life through the lens of female leadership. What are the traits that we personally can echo, that we can take lessons away from learning? about her success, her consistency, her commitment, and honoring the life that she gave 
for the people in the Commonwealth. As we move into the last 10 days of a period of mourning and honour, I hope that you will take time to reflect on your own life and what you could do to increase the visibility for your own personal branding, your own influence, and how you can step further into leadership. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Yvonne L. Silva. You can learn more about my work at YvonneSilva.com and join me on Wednesday tomorrow for my event, Moving from a Solopreneur to a Conscious CEO. It's under the events tab. I hope to see you there and next time on the Words, Women and Wisdom radio show. Thank you for joining.